On May 27, 2021, a very popular fintech company, a Swedish fintech company called Klarna, has suffered a, let's say, a leak on their backend infrastructure that causes users who log into their app to see other users' personal information, not theirs. They see other people's. Uh, obviously, this is pretty bad, but I think uh, it can give us a lesson or two to learn on here on, um, on the Back Engineering Show. I think it's very useful to highlight that. So Klarna, the company, has released a root cause analysis. So I'd like to go through that, read a little bit, see the side effect of that, and see what we can learn from this. And uh, give you my personal take on this, because I ran into similar yet not as catastrophic bug myself. And it took me a while to debug. How about we jump into it? Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. And today we have uh, not really an outage, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an incident. It's not really an attack or anything like that. It's, uh, to, to, to summarize that, the engineers of Klarna, the company, the Swedish company, have pushed a configuration on their backend that led to this side effect. The request that goes to the backend goes through a CDN, a content delivery manager, which, which essentially handles its own cache. So if you cache thing, you have to cache this information per user. So if I come in with my request, right, and I logged in, and I you retrieve the information, you cache it in the CDN or in the backend, doesn't matter. Then the next request I come in, because I am stateless, HTTP is stateless, I have to give you some identifier that, hey, this is me. So you send me a token or a login ID or something that identifies me, right? And as a result, you on the back end, you can choose to query the database again, but you can serve me from in a cache. And it better, it better be that exact my cache, not somebody else's, because other people will be logging and doing the same thing. So I get served that portion of the cache. It's, it's a partitioned cache just for per user, right? So we're using part of the information that is sent in the HTTP to know which cache to pull pull from, essentially identified. You can implement it many ways, but this is basically the basic. So the bug here essentially invalidated this extra measurement. <laughs> As a result, when you make a request and you do identify yourself with the request, right? And since the server is not only caching you, it's caching thousands of other users, right? Now, this server has many other caches. The bug here was the identification of which cache is mine has gone. This protection is like which cache is mine is gone. So I will pick, the server will pick maybe the first one or the last one 
based, based on the algorithm used. Let me be the last recent news. Again, I'm making stuff up. I have no idea. There are no that level of details on the on the RC uh, root cause analysis, but uh, it gives you like some sort of idea. So how about we jump into the report, read a little bit, and show you the side effect of what exactly this happens. And I'd like to thank Dennis who sent me. Uh, a link to this uh, article and this uh, root cause analysis because I didn't know about this news. Especially when things happen in Europe, we don't hear about it here in the US much. And plus, I'm, I've been off the news for a while, so I'm not being, uh, I haven't been paying attention recently on these kind of things. All right, before we start reading the summary, uh, I'd like to show you the video of uh, someone who actually posted that Carrie Stewart. Carrie Stewart has posted a video of how this this is actually looking like. So for people who are listening in the podcast, I'm going to describe exactly what we're watching. So uh, Carrie's using an iPhone and... All right, so Carrie's using an iPhone and uh, she's now logging into the Klarna app. And Klarna's loading, using the Face ID, login, identified. And she's going into the... Uh, we're not sure if this is this actually her video or not, but the whoever opened this app now opened there and then it says Alad is the user and there is a twenty nine pound uh, payments to to pay and uh, they are they are going through going through a one time cards and looking through the payment method and the, there you go you can see obviously the Visa cards not good but now they are logging out. Right, they're closing the app and they're logging back in again with their face ID. And behold, now it says Stacy is the user. What a cre and there's a profile, different profile picture. Everything is different. Let's confirm actually. Was it a when it was Alad? Yes, Alad didn't have a profile picture. Stacy did. So it's a huge cache. It's basically the entire metadata about the user itself let's see let's continue watching this so now closing again opening again i wish they they went to the uh, visa socket does it actually pull also the visa information or the credit card information as well <laughs> now it says becky becky doesn't have a profile picture but that just that is just creepy all right so now it says, it says becky obviously what is not clear from the video is can you actually make payments can you actually do transaction on behalf of Becky. That I'm not quite sure. And it does the root cause analysis even doesn't say so. And if I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say no, based on what it is described. Because it's just it's just the, the reading cache thing. The write is probably it's not gonna use the cache when you write. You're gonna you're gonna go directly to the database, so you're gonna be identified with your token that you're gonna send me. Okay. Unless, obviously, we're looking at something else. We have no idea. All right. So how about we go into the incident report, read a little bit, and then discuss what we can learn from this. I'm going to tell you one story that happened to me a few years back regarding to the cache. I mean, cache invalidation is the worst. This is not a, an incident of cache invalidation, per se. It's an incident of cache mishandling. Again, guys... You can say all you what you want about, oh, how dare they have this kind of bug. No. If you have been an engineer for a few years, you know this this thing happens. These things happen. We're dealing with complex systems, obviously. So I don't blame any engineers for missing some 
any kind of the, these kind of small things. Obviously, the, it's a disaster what happened, right? Uh, seeing other people's information, but we're gonna see, we're gonna continue reading through this and see what we can extract from this. All right, detailed incident report. Incorrect cache configuration leading to Klarna app exposing personal information. The root cause of this incident is detailed below. To summarize, to summarize, one of our development teams made a configuration update which included an unintentional change to how information is cached between our backend and our app. They don't specify how. They just say, okay, it's an unintentional how the cache is being handled. The result of this configuration error was that information belonging to different users were cached and visible to other users. We detected that something was wrong within 9 minutes and identified the cause and disabled the app within 31 minutes. So the whole thing took 40 minutes. So 40 minutes, you can do a pretty lot of damage with 40 minutes, right? If you can do screenshots, stuff like that, you can users have other users information now usually the app doesn't show you the full credit card number or or whatnot they show these stars but who knows i I don't use the app again i'm not a user of this app so i don't know anything about it but uh it, it is bad it looks like it's bad in addition to mitigating the current incident, we have implemented a number of changes to prevent resource and recurrence and reduce the impact of this type of issue and continue to work on additional safeguards. This is this is what we want to hear, right? We want to hear that uh, uh, that the, the company address know the effect, actually talk about it transparently. Which is, I didn't say this enough. This is actually amazing that they went through this level of deep to be transparent. So. Kudos to Klarna for actually doing that. This is this is pretty good. A lot of people just hush hush and say, "Oh, nothing happened." Oh, what happened? What are you talking about? Oh, that's I don't know. That's not us. I will just they will just ignore it. They essentially went into the because they are tech 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 company. They have to do this essentially. It's like one right. If it's a fintech. Now, if you're in the tech, you have to explain to us what happened, right? So yeah, and the other thing is um, they working. Uh, hard to essentially address the issue and put measurements in to prevent this from happening again. So we, you might have questions. What? Why did the test didn't capture that? I might give you the, even the rigorous test will not capture such bug because caching bugs are the worst. You can't write enough test to cache caching to catch caching bugs. It's very very hard. So. Here they go through the timeline. Uh, let's go quickly through the timeline. What had really happened? So on May 27, 10:49 a.m. I'm gonna assume it's in the morning. We deployed the problematic configuration update, and then a few minutes later, we began to investigate multiple issues based on incoming user report. Users were being reporting. It's like what? That's not me. We identified the situation as extremely serious. Of course raised it as a critical incident and escalated to senior management. We disabled app features known to be affected by the incident to prevent further information leaks. That is actually pretty good that they have this hook to disable apps features very quickly. If they didn't have that, they would uh, uh, they have to turn off their backend altogether. We identify the configuration update as the poor probable root cause 
and reverted the update. We completely disabled the app in all markets. Oh, they eventually disabled the app, so nobody can download it. But people, obviously, who... If you disable an app, can you actually run it? I'm just interested. If you, if you have it downloaded, I, I don't know. What does it mean to disable app? Yeah, I cannot download it, but what if I have it? Right. We begin to bring the app back online in all markets. The app was fully online in all markets uh, at 5 o'clock. So it's not really just 40 minutes. It took them 7 hours. Exactly 7 hours, uh, give or take. 7 hours to fully restore the service. So it is an outage after all, huh? So in an outage caused by a privacy concern. That's a very important thing. So that's why we're reporting about it. Root cause. On May 27th, Klarna experienced a configuration error causing Klarna app users to see some other information. Uh, some other users' information. As soon as we got the report, we, uh, we assembled an incident management team that represented all the relevant. They immediately started evaluating and they identified that the problem is the content delivery network configuration. Which I assume it reads from their backend. Right, because content delivery, the main purpose of it is caching, right? Soon after the app was disabled, we had confirmed the following. The CNN configuration update had included a line that changed the cache configuration. To what? No idea. The observed erroneous behavior started right after the CDN configuration update was rolled out. Okay, so they, they linked, they put one, and one two and two together. Verified in logs that calls to our backend had been cached in an unexpected way during the time period. So that's a good thing. They had logs in place that tells them that, okay, this is what we did. So they're logging everything that happens between the CDM and the backend. Pretty good. Consulting documentation and experts, it was clear that the cache change would, without a doubt, result in the observed errors behavior. Now, you may have a question. If that particular change will result in this, why wouldn't the code reviewers of the configuration detect that? Well, let's, let's find out. This had us con conclude that the CDN configuration update was the root cause and the action we took afternoon were based on that now confirmed hypothesis. All right, so how did it all start? Why did you make the configuration sin to begin with? A Klarna team had prepared a CDN configuration update as part of a project that aimed to improve the visibility for the user for where a particular device account was used. So there's a new configuration change that they try to deploy, which will show you that, oh, this account has been accessed on this, on this time from this location. Very important pieces of metadata. But to roll out this change, they have to make a configuration change, obviously, to the CDN, which serves this information, which reads from a backend. This configuration change had been written by an authorized engineer on one, in one team, consulting but misinterpreting vendor documentation. So I believe the CDN is the vendor here. They didn't specify what vendor they are using. The change was then reviewed by three other authorized engineers in three separate teams. So a lot of people reviewed this. According to normal processes, no, none of them spotted the mistake in the configuration update. And 
mistakes happen, guys, right? I wouldn't go uh, be hard on the engineers, in my opinion. Like things, mistakes happen, and you have to be really knowledgeable to know about these kind of things, right? But but they apparently, I I think Kalana need an expert engineer that is dedicated just for that CDN, right? An expert who read the documentation, who knows everything that is to know about the CDN software that are using. I don't think they have that engineer. They they are okay. If you have you have the sub regime, but if you give me a code now, if you send me a code review and say okay, if you say hey, send review this company, I don't know anything about. It. I was like, oh, I'm gonna say yeah, sure, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah, it looks good. There's no syntax error. Like what does it do? We're gonna say oh, it does this it converts that. Yeah, especially if it's big. Sometimes if you don't know the ins and outs of the certain configuration or what does it do, you have no idea what's inside of it. We've been we've seen what happened to Amazon Kinesis with a configuration chain. We've seen what happened with Google themselves with a single configuration. It always starts with a configuration. Right? And the configuration can sometimes it's so subtle. The leaky abstraction be behind what the configuration actually hides is massive the configuration abstracts so much complexity so that only really elite engineers who understand the ins and out of what's behind this configuration can actually tell you if this is bad or not right and and nobody can be an expert in everything you get you gotta hire someone who's just the note then ends on after this automated test did not cover verifying the cache configuration the cache configuration change was an unintended side effect and part of the larger change even if you write such test you will not be able to find this part of your bug because it relies on on multiple users being logged in at the same time for this to surface right because if you if you run your automated test you log in as you whatever a user you can't you're not necessarily gonna run it it's what's the word there is a word for it it's indeterministic caching is indeterministic sometimes you're gonna hit it sometimes yeah sometimes you're gonna cache sometimes another user you have to have multiple users and you have to hit the same server because the cdn have many servers right you have to hit the same exact instance right to essentially replicate that because if I, here's where the bug cannot be reproduced. If I log in and then hit one server and cache my information and then another user logged in and hit another server and cache their information, I will not see the leak. You will not see the other person's personal information because it's a different server. You gotta understand how things work, right? But if you just so happen and hit the same instance and if you're using like something like docker which you have like i don't know hundreds of instances the, the the chances that they can happen are so low that it's very hard to replicate in a test environment so i'm i'm actually giving them the benefit of the doubt here uh, Klarna. How, how do you write a test like that how you might say no i'm gonna spin up multiple instances and just test test test, test. but yeah you can do all sorts of things but how would you know that this is what's gonna cause it Obviously, now that they know, they might have other. Uh, uh, they gonna write the test and do whatever to replicate that.
The change had been deployed into an internal testing environment on May 17 and had been part of the validation test numeric uh, numerous time between May 7 and May. No erroneous behavior had been observed in the test environment. Of course, very hard to replicate in a test environment. Again, as I said, load balancing, production configuration, many instances. You have to be so lucky so that two requests, right? One request is a hit server, and, and, and you have to use the system a lot for this caching to build up. And you have to know what to look for, right? How do you know, right? How do you know that the information that you receive is actually accurate? You have to have, obviously, it's not hard. You can, you can just, no, oh, this is what I'm expecting. I'm going to query. I'm going to expect this name that comes back. Let's continue. This is the most interesting one. Our app is converted specifically to avoid inadvertently caching through the use of cache control directive found in the HTTP standard. I made a video about this. No cache, no store, must revalidate. These are directives that are sent in the HTTP request. Okay, cache or don't cache. Right. However, th they don't use any of that. They manually manage everything on the back end, which sometimes we have to do. Sometimes you cannot rely on, on the HTTP protocol for, for these things, for security reasons and others as well. However, the CDN configuration can at times override the app configurations. This would normally not lead to an information leak since additional protection, including user-specific cache keys, are in are enforced so even if you had this problem where, where you did cache something that you're not supposed to cache the cache keys that you send with every request will pin you to the ca cache cache <laughs> to the cache partition that you need to pick and read that's where you, you're going to use the cache keys so let's read the next sentence. The inadvert cache configuration update unfortunately disabled those protection. This sentence tells all the story, as I said in the beginning. The hook that tells the backend or the CDN in this case, which cache to read has gone. So it will just read whatever caches sees first. Assuming. Very, very bad. Here's the repeating that they all we couldn't reproduce in the testing environment. Uh, obviously, we give them the benefit of the doubt. It's very hard to reproduce. And once you know how things work, you, you kind of give them uh, some slack. Right? Obviously. I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. I mean, I, as an engineer, I feel for the engineers that work in this and Klarna. Because... It is a difficult problem. As a user, as a user, to be honest, this is this is pretty bad, right? If I log into my Bank of America and I've seen someone else's information, I would freak out because someone else can't see my information. And again, we have no idea if you can carry out transactions on behalf of that other user. Again, I'm going to say no based on the architecture that they described here because this is a read architecture we we only know the read part of of things we're talking about cdn right so i'm assuming the actual transaction have to happen through a different backend direct probably because you, you don't really need to cache anything during writing 
right? You have to follow another from path. So I'm guessing it's it's a different validation, different things, more restrict, obviously, gaps and whatnot, right? You have to enter your password again. So yeah, I, I don't think is that bad. It, what we're reading here is bad. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> right? But still, as long as someone don't can transfer uh, the $3 that I have in my bank account to someone else, I'm good. Remediation. What did they do? To fix this and then we're gonna go back to the uh, so let's read the recommendation and then go back and discuss a little bit uh, tell you a little bit of story of I had a few years back before I joined Desiree uh, it's very interesting I think you're gonna enjoy it it's very similar to this it's less catastrophic because I don't deal with banks remediation we have numerous safeguards in place to protect personal information even so, keeping these safeguards strong requires continuous improvement and optimization. We have identified areas of improvement that reduce the risk and impact of similar incidents in the future. Additional monitoring and anomaly detection processes have been implemented. These will allow us to react to unexpected changes even faster. I mean, you found it within nine minutes, but did you find it yourself or did someone report it? If someone reported it, then you didn't really find it someone else did but can how can you detect anomalies right it's interesting i don't know much about this anomaly detection i think it's a science by itself you can be a back engineer that is specific niched into anomaly detection and you're gonna be paid hands over fist for your expertise by the way is that the right uh, saying? Hand over fist? I think it is. Because this is apparently is gonna probably gonna continue facing the fintech uh, community, backend community, specifically. We have also introduced several changes to ensure that the cash configurations are handled with extra care. What does that mean? Extra care? What are you gonna give it a spa? Are you gonna take your cash to the spa? What is that? What does that mean? Extra care? I have this abstract word that don't mean anything. Extra care. Yeah. We're going to take it to the... We're going to give the cash a bath. We're going to uh, take it to the spa. We're going to do a massage for the cash because the, the cash is really tired serving all this request. We're going to handle it with extra care. It's a fragile. The cash is fragile. And before you ship the cash, put that sticker that says fragile in it. Extra care. Jeez, extra care. Okay. To address this, we have added several new restrictions and warning when making configuration changes. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. I love it. Which will force additional review before committing similar change in the future. Okay, so they're adding the code review has to be more rigid. Again, I really think some someone you, you don't really you shouldn't have an engineer reading through the doc that is expert in this. Yeah, but I think the engineer should know the ins and outs of the CDM. I mean, as a fintech company, this this really, you need an expert in this configuration. Someone that is dedicated for that task only. Don't, don't stretch your engineers so thin that they, oh, you're going to do this and do this and do this. And by the way, you have to do this. If you're doing that, I don't really, I don't know what to say. 
you're gonna have engineers specify special to this because this is a very delicate area i believe we will also implement additional checks and in, in, in the app to validate responses from oh oh that's interesting so there's a front-end change too so the front-end app they're gonna make uh, a validation to validate response from our backend so how would you do how would you go implementing something like that how would you know that the information you receive is actually correct you need something that matches well you can you can say you user id because i have the user id cached i guess stored on my device right and when i send it i'm gonna log in with my face id and then obviously send the password or send whatever the token or maybe negotiate and then when i get back the information i'm gonna match did the i user id that i get back equal to mine if it doesn't close the app just fail crash i better yeah it's better to crash the app than actually show that information so i didn't expect that i think this is a good change still still not great because if i am sniffing it's me that i terminated tls of the app and i'm looking through the traffic because i can right if i have control over that i can point the app to point to a proxy and that proxy is like a man in the middle proxy which i talked about right here and then man in the middle proxy will talk about will talk to the uh to killing now whatever it's called the bank then i can see all the traffic and then if i am in that configuration i can definitely see the other person version even more you can see more details because what comes back from backend is way more than what is displayed in the app right okay the final thing we take except uh, protection of our user privacy very seriously and seriously regret this incident ever occur we will do everything we can to learn from this experience uh, again i think this is good i think whatever they're doing they, they did everything they could i think they should again hire someone that is specialized in understanding that portion of the cdn which is apparently from what i'm reading they don't have that someone they have someone's okay oh let's have someone from this team read this configuration maybe i'm wrong but this is what i got from that i think they should invest on that person so guys so this is what this was the news it's pretty bad right to to open the app and all of a sudden you're seeing someone else's information right nasty stuff very nasty but but when i when i when i read that article i i couldn't help but remember something happened i think maybe seven years ago or so and it was the the same within the same role of cash mishandling on my part well no i wasn't the developer but i discovered the bug and then i took around a day a whole day just to find out what that bug was and let me explain to you there's a lot of technical stuff so i can't explain this to you because it's, it's, it's gise stuff and i and i don't know if i, I can even talk about it it's happened seven years ago but i'll try to be as 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 obscure as possible so that i don't reveal anything about the company when i log in as an admin here's what the the behavior that would happen i would create an this item okay and i give it a name and then i turn around and delete that item again by name and then i log out 
and I use a completely different browser, and I you log in not as an admin as a normal user, and then I create another item using the same name as the item that I just deleted. The item sometimes comes up as the admin, as owned by the admin. And as a result, it gives you more privileges, which is very dangerous stuff, right? Your session now have more, because you created that, it's, it's being created as the admin, which is false, but it created by the user, but also gives you some other information as well that you shouldn't really see. So to find out what went wrong, it was so hard. Right, because I had first of all, is it a caching in the client side? Is it, is it a session? Is a cookie that being sent as an admin? So I blame the browser, and then when I when I reproduce it again, you can't reproduce it every time. When you refresh and you create an item, sometimes it comes up as a user, sometimes it comes up as the admin. It's so confusing. So I went to another and tried an incognito, and all of a sudden, what happened is. I, I reproduce it with an incognito. That means, okay, we're not sending the cookie, we're not sending the session. That means it's a server-side bug. Now I went all the way to the backend and then try to write an app that reproduced this, right? And what I changed, I, I had to make a configuration on the backend for this to reproduce consistently by minimizing the number of processes that my backend runs to one. And I disabled multi-threading too, so we have only one thread and a single cache. So that information, the cache, is when a singleton cache essentially becomes. And it immediately became reproducible. Essentially, it's, it's a very, it's a silly bug. What, we're, what we are doing, we were, we were storing the cache, the key size of the cache is actually the name of the item, which is obviously wrong because the name is not unique. So that's what happened here. When we created the first item as the admin, and I named it test, and then I deleted that item, I found the item, and I deleted with the ID, obviously on the back, and you have to do it with the ID, but the cache remained here. So the cache of the item remained. And then when I went to another uh, browser session, I created the item, it checked, oh, do I have a cache for this? So I don't have to uh, recall the the service to find the identity of the user and all that stuff. Do I have a cache of all this item information? And it's like, oh, I do have a, a cache because I just searched by name and find this stale cache. And it picked it up and said, oh, you are an admin because that's the session information. There are so many bugs in that arena in this case. And all of a sudden, obviously, the, the rest of history, you know. The, the solution was to basically to try to invalidate the cache when you delete an item because that cache doesn't have no business being there the second thing is maybe don't don't store the cache as the name use it as the ID but that's that's a that's just a very big change because in the app we always deal with the item name right maybe that that will require a huge change obviously but that was a, I thought this is something very similar to this not really as bad but a very similar and I thought uh, I'd share this with you guys all right, guys, I'm going to end the video here and uh, let me know. Do you have horror story of cash horror and problems that you faced? Let me know in the comment section below. And I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye, Odiska.